Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. May the Lord bless you. I'm so glad that we can spend time together to learn the foundation of the Christian life, and I believe that you will build up your Christian walk, your faith walk with the Lord, and you understand more how to live a very productive, fruitful Christian life. This is the eleventh lesson in this series. Building firm foundations. In the tenth lesson, I was talking about the manual of the Christian life, and this is the second part of the teaching, the manual of the Christian life. What is our manual to live on earth here, to be used so that we can live a victorious life? The answer is the Bible. And we need to understand about the Bible. I would like to give you some background of the Bible. The Bible is the most valuable book, and it is not an ordinary text. No other books in the world can be compared to the Bible. It was written by the inspiration of the Spirit of God, in order for man to know Him. And to understand how to walk with Him, the Bible is composed of 66 books, which were written by more than 40 authors, each coming from diverse cultural and occupational backgrounds. This includes kings, a fisherman, a tax collector, a rabbi, philosophers, statesmen, scholars, poets a doctor, a shepherd, and a general. It was written over a period of 1,600 years, covering 60 generations. It was written from many different locations under a variety of conditions and from three different continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. The Bible covers hundreds of controversial subjects, and is composed of a variety of literary styles, including history, poetry, law, prophecy, and biographies. Yet, in spite of this multitude of contributing factors, the Bible is a single unified book with a single unfolding theme concerning God's redemptive plan for mankind. A unity of such scope and magnitude gives strong testimony to its divine authorship and design. It's amazing that all these 66 books in the Bible were written from different locations in the world at different generations. But when you look at the whole Bible, it's now like just one person wrote the book. And that person was the Holy Spirit who inspired his servant, to write each book in the Bible. The Bible 
has two parts: the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament tells us that there is only one God. He created the heavens and the earth. We can read about the law and relationships between God and man of different generations. Also about the prophets and their prophecies concerning the futures and concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Most parts of the Old Testament were written in the Hebrew language, and the principle. That we can pull out from the Old Testament can be applied in our daily life today. What happened in the Old Testament was a type or a shadow of what's going to happen in this generation. Therefore, we respect and honor the Old Testament. The New Testament tells us that Jesus Christ is the Savior of all mankind. He died on the cross for our sins and was raised from the dead. We can also read about the ministry of Jesus, his work as the head of the church, about his second coming, and how the believers will reign eternally with him. The New Testament was written in the Greek language. It gives us the principle how to walk by faith. The New Testament has four gospels or four parts that contain the history of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself and His teaching, His way of doing ministry, and other books in the New Testament were written by the apostles and by God's servant in that generation. So we can learn how to walk with God. And how to live by grace and and depend on the grace of God. So I would like to encourage all of you to read both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now, as we know that the Bible has authority, and it is the word that come from the Almighty God, our Father. Our Creator, we should watch our attitude when we read and study the Bible, and when we want to follow what the Bible say. I would like to talk about the attitude we should have toward the Word of God. Second Timothy, chapter three, verses sixteen to seventeen. All Scripture is God breathed. And is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible says that every verse in the Bible was written by the inspiration of the Almighty God, the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we believe that there is no error. There is no wrong thing in every verse in the Bible. The Bible is what God spoke to mankind. It has authority, and we should really obey what He says. I would like to encourage you to have the attitude of submission, 
and obedience toward the written word of God. You study the word, you get the principle, you understand what God says by the revelation of the Spirit, and you make a decision that you will not just be hearers of the word, but you want to be doers of the word of God. And the Bible promises that when we obey His word, we shall be blessed and we shall have victory. Please be like a Bible moving around in the society. When people see you, they see written Bible through your life. That is the first attitude: obedience, submission to the living Word of God in the Holy Bible. Let's look at the second attitude. First Peter chapter two verse two, like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Not only that, we want to submit and obey the word of God. We should also have hunger in our spirit for the spiritual food. Or the living word of God, the Bible say that just like babies who crave for milk, we should be hungry for the word. We should read the Bible every day, study the Bible on a regular basis. When we listen to good biblical preaching, we should pay attention, listen carefully, write it down, make a record. Come back home and revealed, meditate on the word. We want to know more and more of the word of God. It's interesting. Yesterday at the dinner time, somebody talked to me about different things that happen in other churches in America. Why this man was talking to me? I felt uncomfortable because I don't want to. Criticize or to talk anything about other churches, but suddenly the Holy Spirit told me, "Son, you have limited time in life. Don't spend time in thinking about what other church is doing. Just only study the Bible and get to know what I say more and more, and learn how to walk with the Holy Spirit. Already a full-time job. You spend time." Day and night, just to learn more what God says, and learn how to hook up to the Holy Spirit. And in my spirit, I say, "Amen." I rather spend time in reading the Bible, studying what the Word of God say to me, instead of talking about the business of other congregations and talking about other people' mistake. I rather spend time studying the Word of God. The Word of God contains so much treasures and truth, and the more we know, the better for our life. So that is the second attitude. Number one, obedience. Number two, hunger. Now we want to look at another attitude. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter eleven verse six, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe 
that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. The third important attitude is to put our faith in what God says. Number one, we believe that the Bible was written by the inspiration of the Spirit of the Living God. Two, we believe that the Bible or every word in the Bible is God speaking to us. Three, we believe. That the prophecy in the Bible shall be fulfilled. For we believe that His promises shall come to pass. Five, we believe that even though the earth and heaven shall pass away, but His word shall never pass away. We believe that God wants to speak to us through. The word, and he wants us to obey the word. We believe that when we obey the word, we will be successful, and we will have victory in life. We mix faith with the word of God that we read, and we study, and we hear. And faith is the matter of the heart; it's not of the head. So when you receive the word, put it. Into your heart and mix it with faith. For me, I really love the Bible. I want to believe everything the Bible say. I want to study the Bible and look at the meaning of the Bible or the principle of the Bible by looking at the whole context of the Bible. I will not just interpret one verse out of my own idea. I'm gonna look at other verses in the Bible and interpret. All these verses together to come out with a biblical or godly principle. That is the third attitude. Number one, obedience. Number two, hunger. Number three, faith. Not only that. The fourth attitude that we should have in studying the Bible is that we should believe that. The word of God is powerful. It can renew our mind when we yield to the word, and it can transform our life. I believe that the word of God is like medicine. When I stay in the word, I will be healthy, and when I have faith in the word and apply the principle of God in my life, I shall have victory. I allow the word of God to come in to transform my life, to renew my mind, to change my way of life, to adjust how I walk each day. And the word of God is so powerful; it helped me to know God more, to walk uprightly with God, to know what is right and what is wrong. I really honor the word of God. Has the power of God in it? Even Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from the mouth of God. Now, I would like to show you some example of how to apply God's word in our daily life. When we study the word of God, we want to understand 
the principle of God in the scriptures, and after we understand the principle, we apply them in our daily life until those biblical principle become our lifestyle. I give you one example here in Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen. The Bible says, "Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness?" This scripture tells us that as believer, we should not have a strong partnership with. People who reject God and don't want to believe in God, we need to be careful because we walk according to the way of God. They walk according to the way of the world, and we're going to have conflicts in how we manage the business or how we deal with the situation in life. Definitely, I pray that all of you who are singles will find a. Uh, Christian boyfriend or girlfriend, and get married with a Christian, committed Christian spouse, so that both of you can think the same way, have the same standard, read the same Bible, and walk together in unity. The Bible say that God shall bless those who live together in unity. He shall pour His life and His blessing on those people, the group of people. Such as husband and wife, or partners in the company, who walk together in agreement and in unity. I always pray for the church members of New Hope International Church to get married with a very committed, godly believer. I'm talking about singles here. So pray specifically. God gonna send you. A godly spouse. Second Corinthians, chapter six, verses sixteen and seventeen. The Bible say, "And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. And God has said, 'I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them.'" And be separate," says the Lord. "Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you." This is another example of how to apply and how to get the principle from the Bible. This scripture says that our body is like a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of us. We are His temple. Therefore, we need to take care of the temple very well. Can you imagine if the temple of God is dirty, smelly, and unorganized? Wow, that temple does not honor the Almighty, good, gracious God at all. Therefore, we should take care of our own body to be a very clean. Clean in the physical, clean in the mind, and clean in the spirit. We need to get rid of all the junk, 
or the wrong attitude, wrong motive, sin in our life, we get rid of them. We allow the word of God to renew our mind. Allow the fire of God to burn the junk out of our heart. We need to take care of this body. We should not lose sleep too much. We should exercise. We should have enough rest. We should eat balanced food. We should not abuse our own body or treat our body in a wrong way. If you keep drinking alcohol, drinking alcohol is not a sin. But if you keep drinking and being addicted to alcohol and entertaining your body with alcohol, you are not doing the right thing because alcohol gonna cause damage to your liver and your brain. When you get older, you will lose the memory. Don't be addicted to cigarette or drugs, because this body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Don't turn on the internet and watch unclean movie, because you allow the unclean movie to go through your eyes, which should be the eyes of God. To look at people with love, with compassion, and by faith. Don't contaminate your body and your life with the wrong thing in this world. Mark chapter 12:30-31. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and all your mind, and with all your strength. This is a command of God. The second one is this: love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than this. You can see another example of how to get the principle out of the Bible. This scripture say clearly: as a child of God, we should love God with all of our heart, with everything in our life, and we should love other people just like we love ourselves. Therefore, each day, every thought you have, every action you want to do, every decision you're gonna make, how you spend time, how you spend money, how you write an email, how you communicate with people, everything you ask yourself: Do I do this because I love God or not? Do I do this to honor God? To glorify God, do I do this? Do I think this with the love for mankind, for my family members, for my friends, co-workers, for my leaders in the church? Do I love them? What kind of action should I have to show love? You show love to people by praying for them, being nice to them, faithful to them, give to them, give your time, give your service, give your finances. Give the gift, treating them with respect and honor, and you don't want to harm anybody. You don't want to damage anybody' reputations or anything in their life. Watch your mouth. What you say cause damage to that person or not? Gossiping is not a good thing because it will harm. The person that you talk about, you have to be careful not to criticize other churches 
or other pastors and preachers. You should love them. I would like to encourage all of you. From now on, don't be insecure to give honor to other churches and other pastors. Don't be insecure and say that, oh, that pastor is not good. It's not your job to criticize or to judge anybody. We should promote love and unity in the body of Christ. You see, we can apply what the Bible says in every aspect of life. When I talk to my patients, I always think this way. You are like my family members. I will love you and I will not harm you. I will not make any decision for financial gain. I will not make any decision for my own benefit. Every decision I make, every treatment I suggest must be for your benefit only. I keep my heart right. I want to make sure that I walk in love. Because I love God, I love people too. Because I love God, I want to please Him. Therefore, I will treat other people in the right way. You see, the Bible gives us many principles in each chapter and in each verse. In conclusion, the Bible is an amazing book given to us by the Lord. We should come to the Bible with the right attitude. We should study the Bible, listen to good Bible teacher who can explain Bible verses, how to apply it in life, how to build faith, and every time you learn something from the Bible, meditate on it, practice it, Make sure that it will become a part of your life. Your life will be changed from glory to glory. Thank you so much. I would like to leave some questions for you to write it down and to answer. As you realize that the Bible is important and very essential for your life, what will you do with the Bible? Tell specifically, what will you do with the book called the Holy Bible. Write down what you plan to do. You have learned attitudes toward the Bible already. And I would like to ask you, what attitude do you lack? And how will you improve your attitude towards God's Word? Let the Holy Spirit move in your heart and give you the right attitude toward the, one of the most important things in your life. The Word of God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching. And I will see you in the next chapter or next topic. This is lesson number 11. And I hope you will go back to listen to lesson number 1 to number 10. May the Lord bless you, guide you, Shower His favor upon you. May the Lord heal you and keep you, protect you. May the Lord provide for you with all the necessary things in your life and you shall live in abiding grace, abounding power, abounding blessing more and more. And you shall be the blessing to the nation. 
May the Lord give you hunger for the word and also faith in your heart. May the Lord give you discipline of your time to read and to study the word of God. Thank you so much. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.